Welcome back, everyone. I'm Tony Brown, and you're listening to Firearms Cafe, the show where we discuss the philosophies of responsible firearms ownership, as well as the relevant issues and challenges that we face in the current gun culture. Before we jump into the show, let's get the contact information out of the way. You can contact me several different ways. I have the voicemail, which is area code 206-745-2731. You can also record an MP3 or WAV file and email that to me. If you're not comfortable with recording an audio message, please feel free to contact me via email, and I'll read your comments out on the next show. The address for both email and audio content is firearmscafe at gmail.com. That's all one word, firearmscafe at gmail.com. I also have a Facebook listener page, a Twitter account, and a YouTube channel. There are buttons for these at the website, which is firearmscafe.com, so please go there and click on these buttons and like me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter, and subscribe to me on YouTube. They are all free. If you would like to support the show financially, at the website there is an Amazon search box. If you use it, Amazon will give me a finder's fee on any products that you buy at no additional cost to you. I also have a donate button through PayPal. I'm looking forward to hearing from you soon. Thank you for spending your time with me and listening to the show. Hey guys, today is Sunday. It's the 1st of June, 2014. Let me start off by uh, peeling back the curtains here a little bit. I am, uh, this is about the third or fourth time I've tried to get this thing started. I've uh, gone back and forth and I'll start to make some points and then I'll realize I'm kind of rambling and so I'm like, man, that just didn't sound right or it. It was too it was too chaotic and sort of in the thought process, that type of thing. So hopefully uh, we shall see how this turns out here. Now, you guys may notice a little bit of a difference in keeping in the curtain pulling back part of the show. I'm using my Sure microphone. I'm finally getting to use that. I've got my mixer out and I'm recording into the, uh, the Edderall. So hopefully it will it'll sound pretty good. I wanted to have, uh, for a long time, I've, I've wanted to have a richer, kind of fuller sound, you know, obviously the podcast or audio, so I want the sound to be as good as it can be. Uh, I still need to get a microphone stand and probably a different type of pop filter, so hopefully you're not, it doesn't pick up too much of the mic handling noise and things like that. Uh, anyway... Uh, one of the reasons for the absence, uh, for the last three weeks, we had a lot of family stuff going on. So that always takes uh precedent over doing the show. And, uh, thanks for your understanding about that. On the last show, we talked about off body carry. We talked about uh, what was going on with, uh, Clive and Bundy. We talked about, uh, basically trying not to be a douchebag to our fellow human beings. I have not heard much more on on uh, what's going on with the Bundy thing. I don't think that the government is going to give up on that. I don't think they're going to turn a blind eye. Uh, and I do think they will regroup and rally and come at him from a different angle. But one of the larger things that I've kind of seen, uh, and, and the Bundy thing kind of illustrates it a little bit, and so did the uh, George Zimmerman thing, and then that one guy, I forget that other guy's name, uh, there was a hung jury thing on his uh, on his case, but a lot of times what will happen is 
we see somebody who it's reported, oh, they're pro-gun, or there's been an incident and that person had a a concealed carry permit. And so we tend to rush to judgment in their favor when maybe we should take a little bit more of a slow and reasoned approach. And a lot of times people want to assign attributes and characteristics to these people that they just don't have. And they'll talk to their friends or colleagues or family about it. And they'll say, well, don't you see, you know, Bill Jones here was in the right. And he's the kind of guy, you know, he really represents the stuff that I believe in. And then, you know, maybe three days later, it comes out that Bill Jones really wasn't a nice guy. He was kind of a douche. So, uh, and I think what, what can happen and some people say, eh, big deal. So what? But what can happen with that is sometimes is, especially with with people that are maybe have a neutral position or maybe they're a little bit more on the fence, it can kind of taint some of your, maybe your previous arguments or some of the previous things that you've tried to get across. Because if they're saying, well, man, this guy just sort of jumps on any bandwagon, it doesn't matter. He doesn't really take a reasoned approach. He doesn't think things through. He just kind of... If it's reported that so-and-so was pro-gun, well, then he's all for him. And sometimes what we have to we have to realize is that just because somebody has a concealed carry permit or just because somebody says that they're pro-gun, number one, doesn't mean that that person is going to be a nice person or a good guy. But it also doesn't mean that those persons that their actions, that they were justified in their actions. Uh, It may come out that that person instigated the whole thing, that they were the problem and that they are now not the victim that they are purporting themselves to be. So kind of the lesson learned with that, I guess, is, uh, you know, take a slow and steadied and reasoned approach to stuff and uh, try and think about it not so much as, oh, you know, here's Bill Jones, but think about, well, here's the situation that Bill Jones was in and was he right or was he wrong? Uh, because I've, I've talked with people where they've said, well, you know, what do you think about, you know, such and such that I hear in the news? And then I'll say, well, from what I understand and from the information that we have, it's this, and so-and-so brought this stuff on themselves, or it's a thing of, well, from the information that I have, this person is justified, and here's why. And when you can talk to people like that, they're going to be much more willing, especially at a later date, to say, oh, you know what? Uh, that Tony, he kind of comes down, you know, he, he I like how he, he, uh, he views things. I don't agree with him on everything, but you know what? He... Um, He's not always, you know, just lockstep and and falls into place. He thinks about things. And that's how you want to be seen. You want to be seen by people as as a reasoned person. And especially if you're trying to influence people and you're trying to get people to see things kind of from the pro gun side. Uh, So anyway, that's kind of that. Uh, Now, kind of in that same vein, um, 
this whole thing with with what happened at Chipotle. I guess there was another, you know, open carry, quote unquote, open carry demonstration with people there with long guns. And I'm just, oh, come on, for reals, you got to be kidding me. You didn't learn anything from what happened at Starbucks. And, you know, I, I try to, I always try to think and revisit things. I try and go over things and, and say, well, was I right in this? Was I wrong in this? Or, or was I, you know, somewhere in the middle? And the whole thing with the Starbucks thing, I still think that they came down more on the anti-gun side than they did the pro-gun side. Uh, ultimately what they, and the reason I say that, because ultimately what they said was, we're not going to have a ban against firearms in our stores, but nobody can bring firearms in our stores ever again, except for police. So that is in effect a ban. Now, some people will say, well, Starbucks can't ban anything. Well, actually they can because they can call the police and have you arrested for trespassing in certain states. If you come in with a firearm when they've posted that you can't, you can face actual criminal charges. And I know they're using the, you know, it's, it's the government that is enforcing that ban, but it's their, basically they're using the force of the government to, 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 uh, initiate and um, ensure that the ban that they want is in place. So, you know, you, we can split hairs and say, yeah, Starbucks can't ban anything, but they actually, they can, um, you know, we can, we can go down sort of that semantics road, but anyway, um, the people that did, the people that did uh, that demonstration or whatever you want to call it over at Chipotle. And so Chipotle is sort of doing the same thing that Starbucks says is, you know, don't bring guns in here anymore. They kind of hurt the movement. And those people I would not say are, are true open carry advocates. If you wanted to do that, if you wanted to say, well, here's, here's this thing that we think is a, a political wrong. There's a civil wrong. There are ways that we can redress that. And we can have demonstrations, we can have rallies, um, and if we're going to do it at a place of business that is not owned by one of us in the rally, we need to get permission from them to do it. We need to pay, we need to give them the common courtesy that we would want, you know, uh, given to us. There, there is a quote, and I don't often quote from the Bible. But there's a verse or quote or whatever you want to call it in the Bible that basically says something like, when I, was a, when I was a child, I thought and I spoke and I acted as a child, but now that I'm a man, I need to act and think and speak as a man. And when I see stuff like this in, with this Chipotle stuff and, and, and with the Starbucks thing as well, is I see people with that child mind. And it's not... I am not re I really I'm not trying to disparage anything or, or make it a pejorative to say a, a child mind, but basically what that means is, you know, that these people are acting as children. They're 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 doing stuff because I uh to get attention. Because I can guarantee you that the majority of these people, there may be one or two at that rally that actually carry openly on a daily basis. I doubt if there's very many of them. Um and I can almost guarantee you that none of them would walk into the grocery store with that shotgun slung across their shoulder or that AR-15. 
There may be one or two that would go into the grocery store with, uh, you know, a Glock on their hip, but they're going to be pretty discreet about it. And most people probably aren't even going to notice. But they're going to definitely notice the shotgun. So let's let's look at it from this perspective. Let's say that you're in the grocery store and you see somebody and they come walking through the door and they've got a Glock 17 on their hip. Now, you, are you going to think, oh, that guy's just probably an open carry guy or maybe he's just coming back from the range or something. Now the, now, the same thing, let's say that you see a guy that comes walking through the door and he's got a shotgun slung across his shoulder. What are you going to think? And if you're honest with yourself, you're not going to think, oh, that guy's just an open carry guy and I'm sure he does this all the time. What you're probably going to think is, what the hell is this guy doing? Is this guy coming in here to kill his boss? Is this guy, you know, what what is going on here? Uh, and you're probably either going to get your hand on your gun or you're going to leave the area as quick as possible. And if you're honest, I think that's, you know, you'll say, well, that's kind of the reaction I have. A little later, you may, you may say, well, yeah, that guy may have just been, you know, open carrying or something like that or trying to make a political point. But your initial thing is you're not going to think that. Um, and if you and I are thinking stuff like that, as as people that are that are pro gun and are used to seeing guns and aren't really scared of them, uh, again, because we know that it, it's it's not the gun that makes a monstrous act; it's the person that uses the gun to do a monstrous act. So anyway, uh, speaking of monstrous acts. We had kind of another one that happened out in California. Uh, you had the guy that killed six people and wounded 13. And when this first was reported, I had no idea that he had actually stabbed three of those people. Um, but nobody is blaming the knife maker. Nobody is calling for more knife control. Uh, nobody is saying because he had easy access to knives that... Uh, this tragedy happened. It, the, the, the knives forced him to do that stuff. The knives made it easier for him to do those things. But they're saying that stuff about the guns. And it's coming from a state that has, uh, is one, I guess you could call it a sort of one of the gun control meccas. It's, it's, uh, they've pretty much got, uh, most of what they've wanted to get out there as far as as far as uh, the gun control crowd is concerned the only thing they haven't gotten is basically confiscation and uh and uh turning in all the guns and stuff and only the only the government that will then have guns but it just goes to show that you know no matter how many laws you pass no matter how many restrictions you you put into place that you cannot uh what's that phrase you can't legislate away crazy and which used to come from the thing I think you can't legislate morality uh, when they were talking about prohibition. Um, you know that bring and it brings to mind. Uh, some of you guys are going to be familiar with who Joe Rogan is. Some of you won't, but he uh, he's a comedian. He used to host Fear Factor. He's also got a podcast which I really like. I like listening to his show. One of the things I like about him, and while I don't agree with everything he says or all his, all his uh, points of view type thing, one of the things that I really like about him is he tries to. Uh, question things. He tries to have an open mind. He tries to uh, 
come at things of uh, in, a, in a way of to where he says, well, okay, is this the reality of it? Is, is, my, is my thinking clear on this? And that's what I try and do. I don't always succeed with that, but that's what I try to do. Anyway, he had a quote uh, that I thought really summed up a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about on the show today, uh, which is, uh, you know, mental health issues, also the um, um, infringement of the government. Uh, onto people's rights. And uh, the quote that he said was, this country has a mental health problem disguised as a gun problem and a tyranny problem disguised as a security problem. Which I thought, uh, again, really summed up a lot of what's happening in this country uh, in that we tend to... want to assign blame to things sometimes that that aren't there because it's an easier way to do it. Uh, it would be a much easier fix to say, well, the guns cause the problems, and so therefore we need to round up all the guns and get rid of them. And only the police and the government will have guns. The citizens won't. That's an easier fix than saying, well, we need to look at our society and we need to look at what's going on, and we need to try and figure out how to raise a better human being, how to make it to where it's not really an option that if somebody's having problems that they think that where they're going the way they're going to solve those problems is to go to hurt a bunch of other people so that they can be seen, they can be recognized, that somebody will notice them. And it's the same thing. It's a much easier thing to swallow to say, well, we've got to have this security because we got to keep you safe. And in order to do that, we got to take away all your freedoms. We've got to trample on all your civil liberties to ensure that you're free and safe. And we all know the Franklin quote, which I'll paraphrase, but if you're going to give up, uh, what is it? Um, he that would give up essential liberty for the promise of temporary security deserves and we'll have neither. And I don't want to beat that dead horse again, but uh, I guess a lot of it, it, it comes back down to that thing of, you know, are you going to be responsible for your actions? Do you, you know, if you want a lot of freedom, that means you've got a lot of responsibility and you've got a lot of accountability. And uh, that a lot of times scares people and they don't want to do that and they don't uh, they don't want to take a hard look and see some of the realities that are out there all right well i think you know the show is going to be a little bit shorter um and and part of it is but like i said before i've i've kind of started and stopped this thing a few times but uh before i forget let me remind you guys to let me pull this up here to go give some of the other podcasts, some of the other gun uh, gun podcasts a listen. Uh, there is um, I'm just going to go down some of the lists that I've got here. There's a Downrange Radio. There is Gun Talk. There's Gun Dudes, Gunfighter Cast, um, up, 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 up. Modern Rifleman Radio with my uh, with my good friend Ken. Uh, the new shooter podcast that was with Nick, although he hasn't put out a lot of stuff here in a long time, but when he puts them out, they're usually pretty good. Um, 
There's the Polite Society podcast, Pro Arms, Practical Defense. Um, oh, who else? Rimfire, whenever Ken gets around to doing that one, he's kind of like me. Sometimes he, he gets some stuff out. Although he's doing good with his modern rifleman radio, so I can't fault him for that. Um, what else is there? Safety Solutions. Did I say Road Gunner? I think I mentioned Road Gunner. I don't know if I... Anyway, uh, give old Chaz a listen to it. He's always entertaining. Um, what else is there? There's probably a ton of others that I can't think of right now. Uh, all right, my friends, I tell you what. Again, thanks for sticking with me, and I will talk to you guys next time. Take care. <laughs>